You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, President of Outlines Venture Group, General Manager at the Sibylla Masters Fund, and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and the Sibylla Masters Fund. Jillian is the the co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved, a global speaker and contributing author to numerous books and publications on the subject of gender lens investing. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on your mind today? Hey, Anne. How are you doing? I'm thinking about executors. So there are so many wizards out there listening to us. And um, today, I hope to provide some clarity around the value of finding and working with a brilliant executor so they can experience the kind of personal and corporate financial success that they're dreaming of. And executors are key to that success. Indeed, they are. We talk endlessly on this show about wizards. And I don't know, I like to call them executors. Executors, good idea. <laughs> because executors mean, you know, the, law, the legal type. Other kind. Other kind. <laughs> and it kind of comes out to the same place. But the point is, um, executors, because they execute on the wizard's visions. Um, in truth, I may never have witnessed a business conversation in which Jillian, you, have not mentioned <laughs> this concept of the winning duo of wizards and executors. So just in case this is the first time you've ever heard Jillian's voice, I'll let you in on the meaning of this tribal speak that we use. Wizards are the idea people. They're often technologists, engineers, people like that. They are focused deeply on the ideation, design, development, and production of a company's product. Executors are the business people. Executors literally execute 
on the ideas of wizards, as I said before, and build the companies around them. The concept is that it takes both executors and wizards to build a truly powerful tech company. That's exactly it, Ed. Yeah, and mea culpa. I know I'm, I'm guilty of this broken record around this subject. But that's why today I'd like us to demonstrate as best we can why executors, as you call them, are so critical to the success of companies. So at the outset, one would think that it would be intuitive to the wizards that executors are exactly who they are not, and therefore exactly who a wizard would need to help build a company. But that isn't the case. Well, almost all wizards seem to get the first part right. They know which parts of the business they enjoy and which parts they do not, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would be true. And so almost all wizards clearly demonstrate that they know what work they do not like to perform and the work at which they are generally not any good. The jobs on the don't enjoy list would, I'd say, often include most or all of the following people management, listening to the personal problems and concerns of team members, marketing, sales, customer pricing negotiations, logistics, payroll, tax preparation, financial projections, employment contract development, execution and management, and legal document execution, creation rather, review and deployment and tracking and government documentation, completion, and reporting, and tracking again. And then there's, of course, the happy raising capital, which is always fun, right, guys? Not managing investors, boards of directors, advisors, creating org charts, and firing team members. Have I touched on anything nobody likes? Okay. That, that's a great place to start, Jillian, firing people. Yes. Let's start right there, Anne. So wizards like to hire people. Hiring is the fun part. You get to fall in like with somebody. You know, it's not falling in love, it's like, okay? And that person wanting a job immediately falls in like with you whenever you offer them jobs, right? It's a like, if not a love fest. So far, so good. The problem sets in when the wizard finds out that the like fest does not translate to a good fit for the organization, the team, or maybe the business process. The employee may not have the skills they purported to have, right? They may not have been, uh, they may have been, you know, dismissed or something from a previous job because they couldn't work well with others or with a manager. And now that problem is playing out again. These kinds of problems beset far more wizards than executors. Wizards don't tend to perform the kind of due diligence on new hires before hiring that executors or executors perform. Indeed. Executors are all about the process. They develop processes, improve on them based on experience, then replicate and refine. This increases the company's power, efficiency, and agility. Wizards are far, are far more frequently blindsided by a poor hire. But he seemed like the perfect candidate. Yeah. <laughs> he said oh, he worked on a similar project and we talked about it. We hit it off so well, comes the lament. When it comes time to let someone go, i.e. fire them, it's much more challenging for wizards to both manage it emotionally for themselves and get it right. Sensitive wizards are often filled with angst and unhappiness at having to fire a team member. They worry and fuss over in their minds how to avoid having to fire the team member for weeks or even months, hoping things will get better and they'll be off the hook. 
We <laughs> all know that doesn't happen. Finally, the sensitive wizard wakes on the dreaded day and has to fire the team member that now has been a messy fly in the ointment for weeks or months, slowing the company and irking the balance of the team. Yeah, a miserable story. When the wizard is not the sensitive wizard, but rather a brash or quick to anger wizard, they certainly fire more quickly, sometimes more often than they should. But that does not always go well either. While an offending team member may be removed efficiently, it's important to follow legal and regulatory edicts when tending to this delicate part of corporate operations. Fire happy or angry wizards often mess this up to the great advantage, disadvantage of the company as well. That would be true. Um, I agree that either way, hanging on to that employee for far too long or getting rid of them badly, in other words, opening oneself up for lawsuits, is something that afflicts wizards far more than it afflicts uh, executors. But over time, this is just one particular piece right, uh, we're talking about just the hiring and firing and doing it well. All these other things that I listed in this tirade of stuff, you know, the marketing, the sales, the customer pricing, negotiations, logistics, on and on and on, right? These are all things that are critical, not only to the survival, but to the actual launch and growth of this company in the earliest days of inception, right? If nobody is tending to these things and what you're focused on is the product and we hear far too often, don't we, Anne, that, oh yes, we're, we're working on the product now. We're working on the product. When the product is ready to launch, then we will. And then they start talking about getting somebody in who knows how to sell the bloody thing. Gazing at your navel and focusing on a product is a really bad way to get started. And even if you have asked some folks whether they are interested in what you're building or they like it, I would challenge a lot of wizards, if not almost all of them, as to whether or not they've asked anybody if they're willing to pay for the darn thing and what they're willing to pay for it and what they pay for their competitive product today. Because there's always a competitive product. So often we hear, oh, there is none and we're building something entirely new. It doesn't matter. The companies that you will sell this thing to have been doing something else. Whatever that something else is, that is your competitor, even if it looks nothing like what you can offer them, right? Even if they've been walking on nails and you're offering them hobnailed shoes that will, you know, put the, the holes into the ground instead of the ground putting holes in your feet, it doesn't matter. Something is what they're doing today. What will it take them to stop? What are they paying for that stuff today? What are they going to have to add when they get to you? These are the kinds of things that executors execute on. And with that thought, we're going to take a break for our sponsors. And after the break, let's talk more about the roles of executors and wizards in fundraising. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. 
someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on purpose. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Before the break, we were discussing the roles the competent wizards cede to competent executors. The, or excuse me, executors. There I go again. Uh, the secret sauce, if you will, of building a successful, scalable technology corporation. We covered hiring and firing and why executors are innately much better equipped to manage this aspect of the business, business in a wizard. Yes, that's right. So fundraising was next on our list, and that generally happens uh, before any hiring can even take place. Uh, but before we continue with this, I want to repeat something. I've also been guilty of repeating very frequently over the years. If you're an executor and, or an investor, consider this. If your wizard is thinking about anything except what's next, you're losing money. And with that in mind, let's talk about raising some capital. Yeah, raising capital, whether in the traditional equity or with one of the more nuanced capitalization models we've discussed on this show, it's a critical part of early stage success. Without the capital to develop, launch, perform mar product market tests and scale, the chances of your survival plummet. Yes. So how many decks developed by wizards have we seen, Anne? You know, the ones that are filled with brilliance of the product, the wonders of the product, the delights of the product, the impassioned exhortations that the product will change the world for the company's clients. I don't know, 85 million, 765,000, 499, but who's counting? 
<laughs> Seriously, you have an excellent point here, Jillian. Whenever I see a deck that focuses more than two or three slides on the product, I know I am dealing with a wizard, potentially a brilliant wizard, but that isn't going to get the company to the finish line. I'd like to reiterate here that according to your son, Rand Fishkin, who wrote the book Lost and Founder, the the average five-year survival for a VC-funded early-stage technology company is only 20%. Yeah, funny you should point that out, Anne. Um, I was just reading a June 2019 smallbusinessgenius.net report, and we should put that link in our um, uh, Facebook page so people can go uh, check on that. Again, it's smallbusinessgenius.net, and they published a report. They published an extensive research, very thorough and well-documented study, complete with all these powerful charts and graphs that should be sobering to any wizard or executor considering launching a new... Funny you should point that out, Anne. I was just reading a June 2019 smallbusinessgenius.net report. We'll put that link into our Facebook page so people can read it. Again, smallbusinessgenius.net. So SBG published this extensively researched, very thorough, very well-documented study, complete with all these powerful charts and graphs and so on that should be very sobering to anyone, wizard or executor alike. Anybody considering launching a new company in the tech sector should take a look at this. The first thing this article has to say is that according to a study published by Statistic Brain Research Institute, 46% is of, of all companies that fail, fail because of incompetence. So again, at 46%, incompetence is the most common reason why businesses fail. And they're not talking about incompetence in your particular line of brilliance, your product. Now, Jillian, as most wizards, idea people are technologists. We know that they are comfortable with numbers. Statistics are easy to digest. Therefore, my first piece of advice to the wizards listening today is this. When you are freaking out about the idea of having to work a partner who is ex not exactly like you and freaking out even more at the thought of having to go find such a partner, which entails the process of getting out in public, hobnobbing with people who come to the world with a very different set of skills, opinions, and ideas about how to launch, grow, pivot when necessary, survive, and thrive, well... Think about the ramifications of Statistic Brain Institute's report. If the top reason businesses fail is lack of business competence, then not having competent business acumen in your business increases your chances of failure by 46% right out of the gate. Failing to identify, befriend, collaborate with, and work successfully with a competent executor is far more likely to kill your company than any failure in your product design or development process. Sure, words are hard to come by, Anne, and I could not agree more. As I read more deeply into the Statistic Brain Institute's list of reasons why companies fail, I found the following and happy to share. So again, incompetence, 46%, and that's business incompetence. Unbalanced experience or lack of managerial experience. So it's not incompetence, but lack of experience, 30%. Lack of experiences in lines of the goods or services, 
only 11. And neglect and fraud and disaster, the really awful stuff, only 1%. So what I'm really saying here is that business incompetence may account for the first 46%, but all these reasons save the last, the neglect, the fraud or disaster, are really derivations of incompetence. And the second, this unbalanced experience or the lack of managerial experience is exactly what we're talking about today. So if you're going to add the 30% of lack of experience and the 40% of, uh, 46% of incompetence, right? Then a total of 76% of all failures, right? Are due to this incompetence. Your chances of survival rise dramatically by getting this one job done. That's a really compelling argument. And it's, let's just review for a moment where you go to find these kinds of people. You, we touched on it briefly before about going to events and things where people, where people gather who have these skill sets. But yes. how's a poor wizard to get started? So yeah, that's pretty tough stuff. I would say the first thing is I would go to find um, folks at universities. Um, there are people who are graduating with business degrees, finance degrees, even startup finance degrees and so on, um, international business experience, all kinds of things. These are your executor types. They know how to do this sort of thing. Often they have, I know, only book learning. And yes, they will fall into the 30% that do not have a lot of experience, right? But between the two of you, right, there isn't a lot of experience. You're just starting out. You're getting this thing done. Or if you've had several failures and you're trying again, this is the thing that needs to be done. So start at the universities and then make sure you have very good advisors, right? Mentors advise people and advisors advise companies. Make sure you have very good advisors. So before we go to the break, uh, let me ask you about a term I've heard several times lately about an operator. I've heard people refer mm -hmm. to themselves as operators. And where does that fit into the wizard ex executor spectrum? Right. Operators kind of covers everybody inside the company, both wizard and executor. And it refers really, the, the opposite of it is whether you're an investor or an operator. If you're an operator, you are the entrepreneur, you are operating the business. And the other one is the investor in the business. So those are really two sides of a different coin. Um, but as we look at these operators, perhaps you would find people who have already built businesses and they'd like another gig. Maybe they had a happy exit, they, you know, they got a certain uh, way down the road and so on, and they'd like one more shot at this. So you can look to older folks, people who are just about to retire, but they got one more good gig left. They could be great advisors, but they can also be excellent executors. For your and life. there goes that 30% of no experience. Solve exactly. that one. Exactly. Right Finding great advisors <laughs> yeah. or seasoned people who yeah. will come play with you here. Exactly. And I think that there are an increasing numbers of people like that who aren't quite ready to hang it up yet and yes. have a lot to offer. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take another break now for our sponsors, and then we'll come back with some top tips for wizards to find and work well with a powerful executor who can take their company to the finish line. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Joy, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Cutlitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We have been talking today about why executors are particularly critical to the success of early stage technology companies. Yeah, we have indeed. So we've provided some compelling arguments to help the wizard, move the wizards past these doldrums and to take on this difficult task of finding and working well with an executor. And in the end, it is not really the wizard who will ensure the success of the company. I hope we made that clear. Uh, they don't build its valuations. They don't get it to the finish line. It is this executor. Now, Executors cannot build a brilliant company around ether and nonsense, right? The wizard and the product the wizard builds is, of course, critical. Garbage in, garbage out, right, Anne? Absolutely. It yes. takes both to make the company whole. So what are our top tips to wizards today so they can get on with the tough work? Yeah, and it is tough work. 
Okay, so if you're listening, I hear your cry, I hear your pain, and I see you're shaking your head right now, no way, no way, no way. But it's critical to get it done. And it really does cut the wheat from the chaff and the winners from the losers. So I've got five hot tips and I'll run through them uh, expeditiously so we get done on time here today. One, competent executors are the scarcest human capital commodity in the startup world. Wizards abound. Great ideas are, you'll forgive me, a dime a dozen. To find a competent executor, you have to look at those, again, just graduating from business, finance, and law degrees, who also have the risk tolerance to give a new company a try, or those who are exiting at the end of their work life and want to have one more good gig before they hang up their shoes. If you take the former, those who are just graduating, get brilliant advisors who are very well seasoned, and you can often find those even in the investment world who will help them out. And if you take the seasoned uh, executor, make sure their colleagues are leaning in as well. Just because they've had experience doesn't mean they know everything. You still need brilliant advisors. Okay, tip number two. There are meetups specifically designed to help co-founders find each other. Find that event in your city, attend everyone for a year or more until you find the right match. This is not a quick gig. It's going to take a while. It's a slow slog. You're going to spend more time with this person than you spend sleeping. So get good at it. Number three, ask everyone you, if, that you know if they know of somebody with business acumen who might be interested in working with you on your idea, your project, your product, your company. Spread the word, in other words, right? Make it plain that you're looking. Word will get around. The universe will provide, but only if you say so, right? Thought, word, deed. It's very woo-woo. Nothing happens on the planet that you don't think about it, you don't speak about it, and then you get it done. Speak about it a lot. You will leverage everybody you meet, not just those in a close inner circle, but everybody you meet. And sooner or later, you will be introduced to the one that you want. No, number four, it's not going to be easy. It will not be accomplished in a month or two, as I said before. So begin it today. Number five, make a short list of anybody you already know. Just think about somebody who might have those skill sets. Then ask everybody you know by sending out emails, make phone calls, set a grueling schedule of attending those aforementioned events, right? Those relevant meetings that you can find in your area. Discuss your search at conferences. When you go to your industry conferences and gatherings of any and all sizes and kinds, and as Anne would say, good things come from loose connections, right, Anne? That's right. That's right. Leverage your attorney, your accountant, your friends, your colleagues, passing delegates at these aforementioned events, everybody. Once you have it out there, you will be introduced to the appropriate people. So before we have to close, which unfortunately is in just a couple of minutes, Let's recap real quick about the different roles, the wizards, the executors, executors. There, I said it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually like executors. I might just stay with it. Yeah, um, well, we've gone back and forth on this show, yeah. so maybe our listeners will tell us which way we should be pronouncing it. Um, the uh, Kind of the recap, yes. The wizard is the idea person, and they focus on product. And as an executor or executor, if your wizard is thinking about anything except what's next in the industry and in the field, on the product itself, the development, and so on, you're losing money. 
So I, I kind of, uh, the short story on it, I usually say is, as an executor, if your wizards think about anything else, you're losing money. So they cannot worry about whether the coffee was made or whether it was purchased. That's your problem. And they cannot worry about whether the rent was paid or whether it can be paid. That's your problem. Your job as an executor is to say, I've got your back. I've got your back. Keep going. So executors have to lean in on everything from raising capital to saving every last dime, from figuring out how to put this thing together with shoelace and bubble gum, and then how to manage a significant budget once the company is funded. All of those things at every stage along the way, those things around hiring, firing, managing staff, managing uh, logistics of the, um, the, the company itself, where are we going to put it, and signing the rent agreement, and all of those things which are not to do with the product fall into the executor, usually the COO's hand. So and even though CEO is chief executive officer, generally that is the wizard and the idea person and so on. And the other is the CEO, chief operations officer. And remember, Anne, you mentioned what does operator mean? In this case, chief operations officer, that falls to the executive role. And I have a hard time seeing any successful tech company that hasn't had both the the examples are rife throughout the um, technology and not just technology industry all corporate industry there is a uh, this the uh, wizard idea person and the visionary and then there is somebody who builds the business around the vision so with that uh, that's it for this episode of CEO coach we'd like to thank our producers at webmaster radio for their support you can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can also download them at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com. Our page is called CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there. And also, tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.